Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show, sponsored by Unibet. This is your Grand National Preview, uh, day three, Saturday at Aintree. We'll be going through the card. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Odds Checker's very own Andy Holding and racing journalist and broadcaster Johnny Wards. We've just recorded day two's preview, so if you're watching this before Friday, make sure you go and check that out first. Um, and we did our pleasantries there. We spoke about the ground and the rest of it. But before we get into the preview, I'm going to ask you both, about the Grand National. Um, Johnny, have you had any any crazy Saturdays at Aintree in the past? I've never been to Aintree. Um, so no a way. lot of people tell me, yeah, I've never been to Aintree. I've been to Huntington. Met uh, um, Andy Holding Andy. in Huntington there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, haven't been to Aintree. Huntington with Andy Holding is very similar to a day at Aintree. Yeah, certainly. We were we were dressed accordingly anyway. But uh, no, I haven't been to Aintree. Um, I've poor record in the Grand National um, although I do remember getting into racing during college and when Monty's Pass won the National the owner I think he owned the bingo hall down the street in Dublin and all of the old ladies who went to the bingo were on Monty's Pass all raced down and I remember not being on Monty's Pass and not having a good week and um, wishing I was on Monty's Pass and then I backed Hedgehunter uh, backed Hedgehunter to win the National 12, 12 months before he won the race when he fell at the last oh, no. um, so yeah don't have a great record in the race, but it's a hell of a spectacle. It's changed a lot. Come on, Irish race. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's not a race that I have a good record in. I'm going to be honest. Just what all the little people tuning in to hear tips want to hear there, Johnny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure you get to entry though. It is a, I mean, especially Grand National Day. It's a race day like no other. Um, Andy, how's your recent form been? You know, you and I must have been doing this show for about five or six Grand Nationals now. How have you found it going in recent years? Yeah, unlike Johnny, it's been a, probably one of my best betting races um, in my in my career. To be, uh, I've had a couple of life changing results in this race. Uh, number six Valverde going back, I think 2005, 2006. I've actually got a, a painting of him up on my wall. He he enabled me to um, to win enough to buy my first decent car. Um, Rule the world followed that up a few years later um, at a nice price and managed to drop on Manila Times a couple of years ago. I've had my hard luck stories along the way. I don't know if you remember a horse called Strands of Gold at Peter Schoonemore Road. He was absolutely cantering when he fell second beaches um, and, and my cash went down the drain. Um, and Bo as well was a huge and lucky uh, loser as well um, when he his reins flipped over the top of, of his head and Carlo Ellen couldn't steer him. Uh, and there was only about four or five left in the race at that time. And it was that race where obviously there's only two finishers. I'm pretty sure Bo would have won had he not. Uh, had a, a huge dollop of bad luck. So good luck and bad luck along the way. But um, always, I've always got, kind of like got my ideas about what's the kind of typically uh, a typical horse that wins this race because of, the, of a little bit of success in, in recent times. Fingers crossed. This is another good year then, Andy. Uh, and we're going to get on to the Grand National a bit later, the penultimate race on the cards. So we're going to go through the rest of the cards. Um, so do don't skip ahead. You'll hear what the guys have to say. And we'll get there eventually. Um, but thank you to our sponsors, Unibet, for sponsoring the show. As ever, they're offering more extra place races at Aintree this season than ever before. Every handicap race and plenty others too. So check out the site for that. And they're also offering money back if your horse finishes second or third on at least one race every day. Visit unibet.co.uk to find out more details. Um, we'll start with the, the opener here. No prices as of yet um, in the novice chase here where John Bond is sure to head up the market. Um and will be a very, very short price to 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 win this one and bounce back from that Cheltenham defeat. And are you surprised to see John Bond going over two miles again or the extended mile seven? Yeah, um, I think it's probably a little bit of a 
a tip in, in itself for, for Sam Wa in the first race on 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 day one at the fact that um, that they're keeping or they're, they're allowing him to go up in trip. I, I felt he should have gone up in trip at, in the Turners at Cheltenham, but that didn't materialise and they ran them against each other. But look, John Bond represents the best form line now. Fabiolo clocked the second fastest time that we've got at the entire meeting. We got an 85 for Gallop and Deschamps, 84 for El Fabiolo. No other horse got over 80. I think the real whacker was the next nearest, uh, 78. Constitution Hill, 78. So it just shows you what Gallop and Deschamps did, but it just shows you what El, El Fabiolo did. He's going to be a massive player in the champion chase next season. I've no doubt about that. I think he's a special talent. And John Bond was the only one who got anywhere near him. Um, he should be winning this, really. But I do think next season he'll be over two and a half. I think this is their last recognised chance for, for him to run in a grade one over two. Um, yes, because still got the pace to, to win over two, as he proved when he won last year um, around this track. So um, it's no massive negative. But yeah, he should win quite comfortably. I don't see this being a particularly strong race either, uh, unless Banbridge comes here. Um, after maybe a mishap on day one, but that's highly unlikely. I should say that's going to age pretty quickly, given Andy's talking about the opening race on day one when we're about 33 minutes from post time. Um, so we'll see what happens. By the time this goes out, we'll know St. Roy and Bambridge's um, fate in the first, but we currently do not. Uh, Johnny, anything to add on the first, or should we get into the, the second race on the card? Uh, I, I just wish Bambridge was running here and not, um, you know, on the shoes, be taking them on John Bonnet's prices. I just. The more I look at walking in the park, the more I think a lot of his horses are just a little bit overhyped. He jumped out to his right at Warwick. He jumps, um, he jumped left at Warwick. He jumped right at Cheltenham. He doesn't really look straightforward. He stayed on to get somewhere near El Fabiola, but again, he was quite well beaten. Um, yeah, maybe they will step him up in trip next season, but I definitely wouldn't be backing him at the prices. Um, I think he, I think he probably has a little bit of a hole in him, to be honest, like a lot of walking the parks. Yeah, I mean, let's get into the, the one of the races we can preview now with prices, uh, and that is the second race on the card where we've got the handicap hurdle over three miles. By good time, Johnny is the 11 to 2 favourite ahead of Mill Green at 8 to 1, West Balboa and Otoyor also 8 to 1, uh, Outlaw Peter 9 to 1, 10 to 1, Party Business 16 to 1, bar those. Um, uh, yeah, Johnny, how do you see this? We'll give you first run in the second. A uh, first run, I'm going to go to the top horse. I mean, good time, Johnny. Um, my missus backed him on the basis of my name. Um, Chelsea, obviously, <laughs> I didn't. Um, I mean, how how it worked out for uh, for Lee McKenna on the day was quite incredible. I mean, this is a horse that had ran over seven furlongs on the flats um, last mm. October, and here he is winning over three miles at Cheltenham. Um, Tony Martin, to be fair, I know he's not the handicap king anymore. Um, and he's not uh, feared maybe by the bookies as much anymore. But in fairness, his horses have definitely hit form. This horse really scooted up at Cheltenham. If you watch it, I know he, Lee McKenna got the brakes, but a five-pound hike for me is nowhere near enough to stop me from going in again. Going in again on the Cheltenham winner there, eleven to two. Good time, Johnny, the favourite in the uh, handicap hurdle in the second race on the card of entry. Uh, Andy, the same thing as a good time, Andy, in here. Good time, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I think Johnny's probably um, better suited with his name than perhaps uh, anything like that with me. Um, he can certainly drink more than I can, according to form. Um, yeah, it, it was an extraordinary run um, by good time, Johnny at Cheltenham. Yeah, I'll back up what Johnny's saying about that horse. I mean, he had no right to win. I think he had one behind him, jumping two out, and then he raced on the slowest part of the track when nothing can win, everything come up the stand rail, and yet he still managed to win going away. So I, I agree wholeheartedly with the fact that he's still relatively well treated but I do think there's a better treated horse in this race um, and that's West Balboa who is off a mark of 135 now she was in the mayor's race at the festival they took her out at the five day deck stage 
probably with the view that it was probably one of the hottest mares races ever run, Honeysuckle, Epitone et al. Um, and they didn't have her entered up in any of the Cheltenham Festival handicaps. So it was either going to be a grade one or nothing. And yet she's in here off 135, having won the Lanzarote in pretty decisive fashion uh, when we last saw her. Now, that, that race really did sort the, the, the wheat from the chaff. I was going to say med from the boys, but... Um, <laughs> she, she, Got to be careful these days. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there was only four finishers. Um, a lot of horses pulled up, tailed off, including... Uh, horses that have gone on to win subsequently, like Wizkid and Outlaw Peter. Um, so I think it was a really good renewal of the, of the Lanzarote, and you needed to be t- a tough horse to win it. Uh, and she proved that uh, in spades. Um, stepping up in trip, I don't think will be a problem, uh, given the, the stamina that she showed around Kempton. Um, so if they're thinking she was a grade one horse, or potentially a grade one horse at Cheltenham and didn't run, to p- preserve her mark, um, that'll do for me. And I did notice that the Skeletons won this with um, a similarly good horse three years ago on Petit Soir. Mm. Um, so it's a race that they obviously got um, a little bit of previous in. So West Balboa for me, I think she's very well handicapped off 135. West Balboa 8-1 to one and good time Johnny 11-2 to two there in the second race on Grand National Day. Uh, on to the Turner's Mersey novice hurdle where Hermes Allen is the 4-1 to one favourite ahead of Dark Raven at 9-2. to two. You wear it well, 5-1. to one. Irish Point, 6-1. to one. Springwell Bay, 10-1. to one. Let's be clear about it. Also 10-1, 12-1 to one. Twelve to one bar those. And you know, for Hermes Allen, Andy, it was one of the more intriguing um, storylines over the course of the Cheltenham Festival. Punted off the boards, you know, backed all morning, backed on the show. Couldn't have been stronger in the market. And then you know, ran a very disappointing race. Comes in here favourite, though. Yeah, I think we were dead against him, weren't we? Um, mm. Based on his shallow form and the UK horses probably not being as good as the Irish, the novices, and that, that borne out. I think he finished, was it fifth or sixth in the end? Got well beat. But he was beat by a very good horse. I think, that, I think the Ballymore was a good race this year. I think he'll, in Pedro Pass, we're going to be hearing big things of him, perhaps in the two-mile division, at Pontystown, and maybe next season in the Champion Hurdle division, uh, if um, Constitution Hill... Uh, goes over fences as predicted. Um, so it, it probably wasn't that disastrous a run uh, than it feared at first glance. Obviously, this is a recovery mission, and whether you want to take four to one to find out uh, is, is entirely down to personal choice. I think Irish Point represents really good, strong Irish form against the likes of Marine National and Champ Kylie. Um, he'd probably do for me if I was going to have a bet. I think the ground is cru- crucial to authorise speed. Obviously, Gary Moore's also in great form, but he's very much ground dependent. Looking at the forecast for Saturday, I don't think they're they're, they're going to get any rain at all at Aintree over the, week, over, the, over the weekend. So if it doesn't rain on Friday, then I think his chances diminish. So, yeah, I'm left with Irish Point because I didn't like the way that Dark Raven finished his race off in the Supreme. I don't think he's crying out for two and a half. So I think Hermes Allen is probably on balance of his overall form, other than the Ballymore, is the right favourite. But Irish Point represents the best Irish form, as far as I could see. And at six to one, he'll do for me over a trip that he's already proven on. Irish point six to one with Unibet there for Andy Johnny. Yeah, Hermes Allen. I I actually think he was slightly knocked at Cheltenham. I didn't think he ran that badly. I think he was back at something like two point two and running, which must go down as one of the worst bets I've ever seen because they were all stacking <laughs> up in behind. He ended up beating twenty one links. It was like I don't know what race you're watching here. Yeah, he's somehow competent enough the horse that hasn't even run against. It was a bizarre horse. gamble. The was, whole thing is strange. Bizarre gamble on the day. He let it obviously uh, the Mullins horse then sent off um, second favourite on the day but anyway it's his form that ties in obviously with um, Irish Point and as Andy mentioned I think that run at Nace and the Lawlers I wasn't 100% certain he was going to improve the trip um, Davy 
Russell was saying how quick he was at Cork, but he ran very well. I'm also going to put forward, let's be clear about it. I, I put him up anti post and Corbett's cross for odds shacker. Um, I put Corbett's cross up at 14s for the Albert Vardet, and let's be clear about it at 25s or something. And neither of them finished in the frame, obviously. Let's be clear about it, strictly speaking, was out of the run and in fourth. But I thought, considering how free he was, he traveled exceptionally well in the race, and he was quite well backed at the off. Um, so as much as Andy's, you know, ground update to be a little bit of a worry, I think the softer the better for this lad. I think an each way bet on the two of them or just a couple bet on the two of them won't be too bad here. So the two of them, uh, let's be clear about it, currently uh, 10 to 1. Um, and which was the second section? Irish point. And Irish point, Andy's selection there, yeah, 6 to 1 as well. Um, the two against the field. Um, the 335 is the Liverpool hurdle. Uh, the grade one over an extended three miles. And Marie's Rock, uh, another one um, who, you know, maybe not the market support, but uh, another one of the, the the British horses who didn't live up to expectations at the festival comes in here as favourite, four to one. Flooring Porter, five to one. Side of Burley, 11 to two. Andy, I'm afraid I have to ask you about Side of Burley in a second. We've managed to avoid it so far. Um, Dashiell Drasher, seven to one. Uh, Champ, I should say, six to one. Uh, home by the Lee, eleven to two. Um, Dash Trash seven to one. Meet and greet eight to one. Um, where it was, you know, it was a stayers hurdle, Andy, that was built up and billed as being, you know, one of the best races of the week. And then your selection from the year before goes and wins at an absolutely massive price. Yeah, when when we have Ed Quigley on, um, he very rarely has a podcast without mentioning your darling. And um, I think we've had many, many, <laughs> many, many, many podcasts when uh, I've I've thrown my cap in the ring. Uh, with with the prospects of side of side of Burley, who's um, been one of my horses that uh, I've followed for the last four or five years, yeah. So for him to win the stayers and me not having a dime on him was a did you even heart. have did you even have a tenner nope. at hundred nope. plus on the machine? No, oh, no, no, no. I, I actually did a preview night with um, with uh, Leona Mayer, and that was a nap of the meeting, believe it or not. Wow. Um, she put that up at fifty to one or sixty six to one. So fair fair kudos to her for, for uh, picking that. Um, there was a lots of mumblings in the in the audience when that horse's name was mentioned as a nap in the meeting, but she had the last laugh without shadow of a doubt. But like going back to the stairs, the horse that for me was the best horse in the race and um, was was Heimdall the Lee. Now, obviously, I'm uh, putting a little bit of an asterisk next to uh, this horse's name because of the Jojo O'Brien um, stable form. We get a chance to look at it with Bambridge, uh, with uh, Nuzri, and of course with Fakir Dudari. So, j- just let's see how those three horses. Uh, end up before you, th- this selection is rubber stamp, but he made a horrendous blunder at the one in front of the stands. He was travelling okay, and I think he was the third or fourth. He came out of it probably at least seven or eight lengths worse off. He got shuffled back behind side of Burley, he got shuffled back well behind Flooring Porter, and yet he ended up picking himself off off the floor and finishing only three lengths behind the winner. Um, he'll definitely turn the form around with Flooring Porter, I've, that, I've no doubt. Good chance of turning the form around with side of Burley. And Dashiell Drasher were ahead of him. So, yeah, it's only the stable form, really, that would stop me from backing home by the Lee, who I think will prove himself the horse that he was going to Cheltenham, other than that mistake. Home by the Lee, 11 to 2, with Unibet as it stands at this moment. Um, I've just gone out 6 to 1. 6 to 1. They just heard you, and they pushed out home by the Lee. So, 6 to 1 you're getting at the moment. Yeah, given my, given my current, current form, that's probably not a bad chance. <laughs> push anything out that I fancy. Um, Johnny, who do you fancy for this? Yeah, um, so Home by the Lee, uh, I, I thought it was an absolutely extraordinary performance. I put him up for odds checker, um, anti-post, 
And I honestly was imploring JJ Slevin to pull him up and as, as an animal rights issue when he made that mistake that Andy's talking about. I was like, you can't ask a horse to keep going. And then I'd sort of forgotten about him jump the last. And next thing you're looking up the hill and he's running on again to be beaten by just over three lengths in that race was an extraordinary performance. Now, if you're back in horse who, if you're opposing horse who had hard race at Cheltenham, it's hard to imagine a horse having a harder race than that. Whereas Andy said, he must've lost at least half a dozen lengths um, and he would have beaten all these. He's a strong stayer. I, I can't see how he's not favored for this race. I really can't. As Andy says, maybe their yard forms a slight concern, but in general, Joseph's having a very good year with the season with his jumpers. So he'll definitely do for me. Home by the late six to one, the selection for both the guys there, a strong one there. Um, in the 3.35, uh, the Liverpool hurdle. Uh, on to the 4.15. Now, the race before the Grand National. It is the handicap chase over three miles. And we have got... Um, we have got... If I can get the page up, I can. Nasalam is the 5-1 to one favourite. Uh, ahead of Midnight River at 11-2. to two. Eldorado Allen is 6-1. to one. Shake em up Harry and Beauport, both 7-1. to one. 12 to 1, Kenodu Kwetu and Coconut Splash, 14 to 1, Bardos. Unibet paying a fifth to four. Johnny? This race I found very, very difficult. Um, obviously, the Irish representatives are few and far between. Hansworth, if he actually jumped, he wouldn't be without a chance. It can be a little bit of an issue for him, but he's coming in off bottom weight. And um, you've got to remember, he's run very well at Aintree in the past. He's a massive, massive price. I am fascinated by Philip Dimsey coming over here. The last day at Navin um, was very testing ground, but that wouldn't have been his trip, to be fair. Um, he finished third. You will note as well, Gain de Cause was fourth. Um, quite well beaten by him, five lengths behind him. Ended up winning well since for Tony Martin. Um, so... As much as he's out of the handicap and so forth, uh, I actually think he could run well here. It's a very, very tough race for me. Tough race um, there for, for Johnny. Andy, how do you see it? Yeah, again, another grand dependent selection, really. Um, if the forecast is right for Saturday and it does dry out, um, which I think it probably will, um, given there's no rain, I think uh, Canondo Cueto is definitely worth a mention. Um, they ran him in the Reynolds Town last time out, probably with the view to thinking, well, we, we don't really know what kind of horse we've got. And it looked like cutting up the uh, the Ascot race. Unfortunately, the ground went soft and he was very ineffective. He's since had a wind operation to suggest there may be other forces are at, um, at play that day. Um, but he loves good ground and he loves it here at Aintree. Um, he won here early on in the season very easily when he was rising through the ranks. Um, and Benes is the only course and distance winner as far as I could see. If the wind operation has worked, then at 12 to 1, he's got a decent chance. But again, I'm just uh, pointing out that he would need good ground or good, good to soft ground at worst. So Canondo Quaito, 12 to 1, but ground dependent to keep an eye on that rain uh, before you pull the trigger there. Um, the Grand National now, it is the big one, the one that probably people are tuning in um, to see or hear your guys' thoughts on. Korak Rambler, uh, another Cheltenham Festival hero for Lucinda Russell. And Derek Fox is jocked up uh, 13 to 2, favourite head of Delta Work at 8 to 1. Last year's winner, Noble Yates, 17 to 2. Gayard de Mesnil, 12 to 1. Lamilos, 12 to 1. Mr. Incredible, 12 to 1. Any second now in Longhouse Poet, 14s. Ain't that a shame, 14 to 1. The Big Dog and Capadano and Vanillier, all 16 to 1. Galvin, 18 to 1. Our Power, 18 to 1. 25 to 1 bar those. And Andy, before we get the big reveal of your selection or selections um what is it this year that you're really looking to prioritize when picking your your grand national horse um well in years gone by I, i've usually gone for fairly um 
unexposed horses or, or second season novices um, that have obviously been targeted at the race and kept fresh. Um, they don't necessarily fall into every criteria this year. Uh, but I do think, you know, horses that have, have got l- low mileage tend to do really well. Noble Yates, for instance, last year he was a seven-year-old and ordinarily you wouldn't normally touch a seven-year-old. Um, but um, Emmett Mullins obviously broke the mould last year. So um, if you if you fancy a seven-year-old like I do, a couple this year, that I don't think that's necessarily a negative. The dynamics of the race have obviously changed. It's not so quite demanding as it used to be and not much emphasis on, or less emphasis on jumpers, jumping as it was. Just think you need something that's... Um, a, a, a copper bottom stayer. Um, so Carrick Rambler's my number one choice. I put this on anti post on my column a week after the weights were revealed. Um, lo and behold, he went and won in Charlton, which was a bonus. I don't necessarily think that was the be all and end all because he hadn't run since November. They were very much looking to target that race as a as a run to bring him on. But the fact that he won was 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 it was great. Um, and I just love the way he won that day. I mean, he came from a long way back, jumped fantastically well, as he often does. Uh, I think the problem that Derek Fox is going to have, necessarily, if he does get him round, is when to Tommy's challenge. It's a good problem to mm. have, isn't it, when you've got to think about when, when do I pick the runners up? But um, that long run in, um, as we've seen with him before, he can sort of like have a little bit of a look around at the crowd. So he'll be looking to uh, do a little bit of a mini-homer with him and perhaps produce him late. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Mr. Incredible, even though he's got his quirks. Good run in the uh, Warwick race over 3-5, suggesting that marathon trips will suit. And he came from a long way back to run really well in the Kim Muir. I think he was an above-average renewal of the Kim Muir this year. Uh, and if he plays ball, consents to play ball, um, I do think he's quite well treated. I'm doing. I'm going to do one, two, three, four now, like a lot of the uh, yep. tips, tipsters are in the paper. So there's my number one. There's my number two. Uh, there's my one and two. Uh, my third would be Galliard de Mesnil. Uh, proven grade one, grade one horse. Seems the rule of the world was a few years ago to having running all those big grade ones, uh, proven over the trip uh, or near to the trip, winning at three sticks. Great running last year's Irish Nationals, a novice, and obviously represents Willie Mullins who's won it numerous times and also in great form. And the fourth choice would be the top weight any second now. He's almost sure to get round, uh, barring miracles. Um, stays really well, run up in this race before, and I, I think again it, it's hard to not see him running well. Um, just because he ticks a lot, hell of a lot of boxes. So there we go. There's my one, two, three, four. Kite Rambler, Mr. Incredible, Galliard de Mesnil, any second now. 13 to 2, Kite Rambler, Mr. Incredible, 12 to 1, Galliard de Mesnil, 12 to 1, any second now, 14 to 1. Unibet paying six places as it stands at the time of recording, a fifth to six. There are Andy's four selections in this year's Grand National. Uh, Johnny, how many you got for us? Uh, I'll give two or three. I'm not massively a fan of Jeremy horses in over extreme staying trips as a general rule, and I'm going to put up the other Jeremy horse in the race. Corey Rambler is one, and ain't that a shame is the other. So one of us uh, hopefully will win. Um, Texas Henry de Bromhead, he said he's hopeful about the trip. It, it is a concern for me. I mean, when you when this horse ran at Leopardstown at Christmas over three miles, he looked like he was going to win. He ended up finishing fourth. Um, but I, I, I do think he's been laid out for this race. The form of his race at Gorn, he, he hammered Max Charm, and Max Charm won easily off 135. He is running off his Irish mark, and he has 10 stone five. So there are positives in that regard. He travels and jumps really well. He loved the ground. Um, Rachel Black won the race two years ago for Henry de Bromhead. 
four of last uh, Henry's last 12 runners have fallen, um, which would be a little bit of a concern. But um, in general, I wouldn't be too worried about that. He's a good Cheltenham. Um, and I do like his chance if he can last it out. Uh, others, I, I'd be with uh, Andy and Mr. Incredible. I really like his angle in the race. I think if he can get into a rhythm and obviously if he consents. And in general, he's been quite good. Um, he's been He was unlucky at Lepstone. But other than that, he's done nothing wrong. Um, I think he's going to run well. And I'm actually going to mention Noble Yates. I, I know he's gone up hugely since he won the race last year he was 147 he's now 166 but sean bone is riding him he did run well at cheltenham and to be fair to the horse he was very likely race going into the race last year probably a better horse now and um, you know ain't that a shame has actually raced less now going into the race uh, than noble yates 12 months ago so i'm going to go with an irish one two three in that order irish one two three ain't that a shame 14 to one mr incredible 12 to 1 and Noble Yates 17 to 2. So six horses between the two of you. Double selection, Mr. Incredible. Plenty of uh, chances there to go into um, the Grand National with. It uh, should be, as ever, one of the highlights of the sporting calendar come quarter past five on Saturday afternoon. And the final race on the card, we don't have any prices for it, is um, a the bumper. Um, and you know, rather than running through, we've got how many? Twenty declared. Um, Andy, any any of these catching your eye before we see see any prices? Yeah, as it were, one from the top, one from the bottom in traditional countdown fashion. Uh, one one Irish and one UK horse. I think will be a big prize. I love Blizzard of Blizzard of Oz. Um, he got beat by Captain Cody at um, Limerick two runs ago, and Captain Cody flew the flag for that race with distinction at the Cheltenham Festival. But he absolutely bolted up last time out. I really like him. Nice, big, powerful. Uh, looking um, gelding that I think uh, we're going to hear plenty of good things about in the next year or two. And the other one is a bit of a sneaky one, Florida Dreams, trained by Nicky Richards. It's about time that the North uh, northern scene had a really good bumper horse, and I was massively impressed with the way this horse won at Musselburgh. He looked in trouble two out, but he didn't have quicken in the latter stage. He pulled well clear of a race that's worked out really well. His time figure was good, and um, he's been saved specifically for this race ever since. So those would be my two against the field. Blizzard of Oz and Florida Dreams. Yeah, no prices as of yet, but those are the two to put in the notebook from Andy. Uh, Johnny, anything to add? Yeah, it's a tentative one. Um, Blizzard of Oz, for me, the one thing I'd be worried about is was he just so impressive on that ground the last year? Because for me, it was a bit of a revelation and maybe he quite needs that ground. Andy, Andy was the... the weather on uh, Saturday, I think probably won't be to be edging more towards sort of spring summer ground at this stage, which will suit Samui, who's a horse by Sayuni, who absolutely bolted up in the end at Nace. He's a four-year-old that Gordon is sending over, which I think is quite interesting for an inexperienced horse with a big future. And I'm not, I'm not sure what he achieved in the context of this race, but he only really started getting going late on in the race. He's a really well-bred horse, flat pedigree, this horse. I just think the ground is going to suit him better. Gordon's other horse in the race, um, if I find it here, I think it, Dave Gourlefi, I think it might have been owned or bred by Davy Russell, if I remember rightly. Um, there's a, definitely a Davy Russell uh, connection to that, I think. But in any event, he, he does have two runners, as does Willie. Um, I'm going to go with Samui, who I think could be a big price here on the basis of uh, riding arrangements. Samui, the, the one for Johnny in the bumper. Um, that brings our uh, Aintree Grand National Day 3 at the Grand National Festival uh, preview to a close. Uh, thank you very much to Unibet for sponsoring the show. Make sure you check out unibet.co.uk. They are paying extra places and more races than ever at Aintree this year, including all the handicaps and others there too. And uh, money back if your horse finishes second or third on at least one race every day. So check out unibet.co.uk there. Make sure you subscribe to the Odds Checker YouTube channel 
where you can find all the odds checker betting shows every or most weeks i should say with myself and normally andy and johnny there as well previewing the weekend's racing uh, enjoy the racing thank you very much to johnny and to andy for sharing their tips and insight we'll be back again very very soon but in the meantime have a great weekend have a great grand national and please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly <laughs>